right. We're about to smoke some marijuana. Bongs and brunch. On bongs and brunch. Here we are. Life is exciting. <laughs> Welcome to Bones and Brunch. What are we doing today? Uh, we're figuring out our lives, aren't we? Oh, we are charting out our lives. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. So many things have happened. I feel like every between every podcast session that we do, there's just a shit ton of stuff that happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's a given that a shit has dropped. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, so, Major, are you getting on a plane tomorrow? Major plane voyage tomorrow, bringing <laughs> half my shit. I have two totes packed that I haven't been in in forever, and I'm going to need clothes when I come quarantine with you. So I got my Vancouver style in there on its way. Oh, I'm so excited right now. I'm pretty fucking excited, too. I'm so happy. Oh, my oh. God. Okay, so Major Laser is coming back to BC for 24 hours. <laughs> for 24 <laughs> hours, and you best believe the sober January is not going to be a thing. I actually, <laughs> I almost, almost, almost fucked it up the other day, but then right as I was about to, I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. But now that you're coming, it needs to get done. Sober so January. much for sober Dan. <laughs> No more sober Jan. Well, we didn't know Miss Mage was going to be making her way up to BC last minute, did we? Life on a whim. Here we go. Life on a whim. So then what are our plans after that, potentially, Mage? Potentially. I still think you should come back to Ontario with me for a bit. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, oh, I was thinking man. about going to Toronto anyways. But... Go to the penthouse, penthouse. <laughs> Wait, what time do you fly in at tomorrow? Uh, it's a 5 a.m. flight. I will be there at like nine, 10:30. Oh fuck, that's long. Uh, I don't. I, whatever. Anywho, gotta rent a car to bring my shit to your place. Okay. It's too bad left Larista's gone because I would have been like, let's just get him to pick. pick well, I'll I'll go with you to pick. I'll I'll go with him to pick you up. But he's out in Whistler. Of course being- he is. No. <laughs> And speaking of which, I don't really think that any of the audience really cares, but La Florista is now my roommate as of February 15th, and I'm so excited about that. This podcast is about to get a whole lot holier. Oh my god. So he had me over the other night, and we were looking at furniture and stuff like that, and we were chatting. We were chatting a lot about sex, and I was like, you are actually going to be such a commodity to the podcast that I cannot wait. So we're going to build our little front room into a little podcast seating area with tables and the mics and all the equipment and the lighting. Fucking good to go. Uh, 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 pregunta. Okay. Donde queda la princesa? What? Do I get to share your king-size bed with you? Oh, well, I imagine that you'll probably be between between La Florista and I. <laughs> I just wonder how long that can go on, though, you know? <laughs> well, here's the thing about La Florista is that he is making life moves as well. And we'll be back and forth between several locations. So that room awesome. is going to be pretty much empty anyways. And we've already talked about how it'll be an easy transition because... 
you stay with us until you get your life sorted here. And then we'll transition left Larista moving out to whatever his life plans are. And then you taking over or us getting a new apartment, whatever may happen. Amazing. But the transition is happening very smoothly. The transition is fucking exciting. I'm so excited. Three days ago, I was like, I had another roommate and I thought, you know, like all was well. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, like I found another place that's a little cheaper. I was like a friend and I was like, yo, it's totally fine to get it. And then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then it hit me and I'm like, I'm going to call La Florista. And La Florista oh, immediately was like, solutions. I, to- I create problems and not solutions. I mean, I create solutions, not problems. Rivers. I'm so excited to have, you know, my life is going to be full of adventure with La Florista here. It very well may be. He's an adventurous one. That's good. It's yeah. good to have those people around. He, who would have thought, like, let me go give a little bit of a background on La Florista here. So La Florista is someone that I met in Toronto about six years ago now, and it was on a night out, we, I went out for drinks with a coworker who had a friend down visiting from BC and we got fucking hammered. We were so drunk. We had the best night together, the three of us. I was actually sleeping with his friend though, ironically, who was my coworker, but yeah. And then I like never saw him again. And then when I moved to BC, I was like, Oh, he lives he lives here so like maybe I should message him because I had him on Instagram so I was like yo I just moved here like what's going on and uh well the rest is history and we've become really good friends (laughs) and I slept with his best friend and he's sleeping with my best friend and it just couldn't work out any better (laughs) well I'm, I'm glad it works out you know sometimes lock fits key and it's just fucking great yeah, this whole situation worked out so well. I can't say I've actually added anyone to my roster in a little bit. Oh, I I have an exciting person that might be added to my roster. You have an exciting person for me who might be added to my roster. Yes, I might have. I've been adding people to your roster more than you've been adding people to your roster. Thanks, wing lady. Oh, you're welcome. And now I want to talk about something That's my favorite thing to talk about. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex toys. You know, some girls don't like that. That's very true. Some girls girls don't like anything going inside them at all. Oh, I like things going inside of me. I don't like I don't like the feeling of toys inside of me. No. Depending on the the type it is. I'm sure a glass toy is, is something I haven't tried yet. But I've got like the silicone toys. And I can tell you right now, I don't like that shit inside me. No. It's for the vibration only that I use it. Same. I have toys for vibration only. I don't like the the penetration. Plus, the longer I go without putting anything in there, the smaller it gets. Exactly. Same <laughs> thinking, okay sister. That. This is good. Masturbation for me is not in any kind of insertion. It's no, it's all outer. Purely clitoral, yes. It's very, very rare. It goes inner. Yep. It's true. Very true. So, yeah, I don't know. You were going on about something for a minute ago. Foreplay. Yeah, about the insertion versus the outer. Oh, when we were talking about toys. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, growing up, like, I was always around girls and guys. So, like, foreplay was a big thing. But for a while, I'd say in my 
mid-20s to now-ish, I was always just, like, down and dirty. Like, get to the point. Like, skip the foreplay. What? Yeah. But when I'm with myself, it's always outer and, like, clitoral stimulation, right? So it feels great. I'm starting to recognize more the importance of foreplay now in enjoying sex. It is so important. But sometimes Sorry, I'm yawning. Sometimes I just want to like get down and dirty on that D. But now I need to preheat the oven before you stick in the turkey, guys. <laughs> okay, so here's my thought on that. I I As we that... age, do we, does foreplay become important again? As we age, is that the always been important to me. It's, but I don't come very easily, so that's why. Ah. But here's my thing. So the first time around, let's just say it's 7 p.m. We meet up. We want to get down and dirty. I need the first time to have foreplay. I need to build it up. But once we fuck and once it's done, once I start coming, I'm good to go. So we could stop for half hour and then you go to start again. And I'm, like, good to go. Like, I'm still fucking horny and good to go. And I don't need foreplay so much. But it's the initial beginning that, like, I need to get into the mood. Uh, I'm all for being pounded, though. Like, don't mind me if I'm starting to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a question. Do you think that if you are dating someone that they still need consent? Because, like... With my ex, I would always be like, Cons- if I'm sleeping, like, excuse me, <laughs> if I'm sleeping, feel free to stick your dick in me. I don't know if we're dating to me. That's like, that's the terms of the agreement. You know what? I want to say I agree with you. And for the longest time I had, if you are dating someone, you still need consent. I mean, yeah, of course. But like, I just feel like if this is someone you wake up to every day as well, you still need consent. But I feel like it's a little bit more given that like the consent is there and like you can't get mad at someone for trying and being like, I didn't give you consent. Like you guys are dating. Obviously, if you don't want to have sex, you don't have sex. That's fine. I've had someone get pissed off when I denied them sex when we lived together and we'll say he thought we were dating. But are you still there? Yeah, I just don't think I've ever denied sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I certainly have. You should not assume that you have consent to blow a load in your partner. Oh, God, no. That's never a thing. Don't ever do that without consent. Don't ever do but that in like, general. Unless it's like, see? When you bring up the thing of your partner is sleeping and yeah, go ahead, fuck me to wake me up. I like that. I like to wake up to a, a nice big old dick to get stuck inside me. But it's a question of do you or do not blow your load and whether it's a common or not common thing in your relationship, you know? Yeah, well, that depends on the relationship. Those are conversations you have when you get into a relationship where you're like, this is what's okay, this is what's not okay. But for the most part, I mean, because my ex never would wake me up in the morning. I'd always be like, yo... I want to wake you up by sucking your dick. That's a great way to start the day. You wake up to your dick in someone's mouth. Like, fuck yeah. I love doing that shit. I love waking people up like that. But I always, I like waking up like that too. Like, put your fucking, like, eat me out, bro. Like, wake me up like that. And he's like, I just feel like I don't have consent. I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) I'm telling you to do it. He's like, no, like, I just can't do it like that if you're sleeping. And I'm like, breakfast is served. Breakfast in bed. Oh my God. So think of this boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Yeah. yeah, he has consent. Yes, I've turned him down sometimes. 
I don't turn him down all the time. But like, just because I'm lying there, passed out, not wearing any clothes, does that mean you can come in and do that? And plus, blow your load? No, the blowing of your load thing is a whole other consent story. Because that I feel like it does tie into rape culture if you are like willingly knowing that this woman does not want to have children and you're fucking shooting your load inside of her. That is non-consensual and that is borderline fucking rape. And like, I'm sorry, but they'd be like, there's solutions for that. Just go take the morning after pill. I'm sorry, dudes, but have you ever taken the morning after pill? Because that shit makes you so sick. Fuck that shit. That's never worth it. No. But seriously, just get an IUD. That shit's great. I don't even get my period anymore. Dude, I'm not getting anything out there. To be fair, it fucked with my um my mental health for a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm mentally a okay, and I'd like to stay that way. I got a handle on it now. It was the first six months that were tough. Wow, it's been a year that I've had this thing in already. Blech. Oh, it was painful. It was rough. Like it, it and it's expensive. I I do fuck several different people, and I do not let them blow inside me. It's gonna be very rare that I come across someone that I love oh so very much. I'm like, yeah, do it. Well, when you have less risks of doing it, like not being able to get pregnant, it definitely helps, but it's still not a good enough reason to be like, oh, we should just let, I should just let everyone blow inside of me because STDs are still a real fucking thing and you need to be very careful about that. And my advice to the entire world when it comes to STDs is just do not trust anybody. No, you cannot trust anybody at all. There's no such thing as being too safe with that. No. Wear fucking five condoms. <laughs> and a dental dam. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. Sex sucks. You know what? Another thing is the amount of older men that I've kind of been seeing or whatever. It's amazed how many try to not whip out a condom. And they pull out excuses like, oh, I'm married. Or like... I don't see anyone else or I'm fixed. You're married. That's all the more reason why you should wear a condom if you're going to cheat is to protect your loved one. You're already being a piece of shit by cheating. But if you're cheating and not wearing a condom on top of that, like, that's what I mean. Don't trust anyone. (laughs) Right. If you just met me and you think you're going to stick it in me without one and try and convince me otherwise... You just met me. You probably did that to the last girl, too. Oh, do not How trust- dumb are we? Females, stick up for yourself. Yeah, do not trust anyone and do not let a man stick his dick inside you without no. a condom unless you know for sure. And don't be silly. Wrap your willy. And even, even when you know for sure, you don't know for sure. So just condoms, right. condoms, condoms. I can't preach that enough. I'm all for being sexual and slutty, but I'm also all for being healthy about it and not going around giving your diseases to everybody. <laughs> Although people still don't understand that it's illegal to not tell someone that you have something. There's still so many people that don't. This is true. And I don't know. I just can't get behind it. How do you police that? You can't police it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you must trust who you are sleeping with. Well, I'm telling you not to, even if you think you trust mm-hmm. who you're sleeping with. Look, people are married. You don't. Pe- people are married and <laughs> don't 
and trust their husbands not to go out and cheat, but they're doing it anyway, or their wives. You yep. can't even trust your own fucking significant other, let alone fucking strangers that you're bringing home. That's why I like to fuck my friends, man, because there's a genuine respect for each other there. Exactly. That's why I fuck my friends. It's I I assume that they respect me well enough that they would give me the information I need to make a smart decision. Yeah, to make your own decision. Yeah. Right. And like more people are so scared of rejection that they're like, I'm just not gonna tell anyone. Therefore, I don't have to deal with the rejection. But it's like, would you rather not? Wouldn't, then you're fooling yourself. Wouldn't you just rather be rejected than know that you ruined someone's life? And I mean, I'm not saying that STDs ruin lives. Like, I'm sure people get over it. But like, yo, man, that shit could be hard on someone. Absolutely. And it's just so much easier to just be like, yo, this is the situation. You make your own decision. And we go from here or like let's just use fucking even if you are using condoms if you have something i strongly suggest you need to tell the other person you're fucking because condoms aren't 100 percent like they're not 100 percent, and that, that shit breaks that shit breaks and this guy comes inside of you one chance of you being pregnant two there's hundreds of stds out there that you don't know what you contracted plus Men carry HPV, which they cannot get tested for. It does not show up in their system. But they carry it and give it to all these women who then develop cervical cancer. Is getting dick down really worth cervical cancer without a condom? No, just use a fucking condom. Sorry, I'm done with my rant now. <laughs> just be safe. Practical sex. Abstinence, kids. Oh, I'm not, I'm not preaching abstinence. I know, I'm kidding. This week's ad is for those of you who love your merch. Bow Throwers. Bow Throwers is an apparel line focused on hardcore music and dancing. My buddy Josh is a huge metalhead and he makes some awesome merch. My personal favorite and one that is on its way to me at the moment is the pig squeals and high heels shirt. I will post a picture of that to my story after I release this episode. But um, yeah, be sure to check out Bow Throwers on Instagram. Uh, their handle is at bow.throwers. And make sure to order yourself some merch because it's pretty sweet. Shout out to Josh. Thank you for sending me some stuff. I gotta go to the bank. Oh, here's another thing. Don't trust people with your fucking information. And check your banks. check your bank statements all of the time. Always. Always check your bank statements, and if something shows up that looks weird, it probably is, call your bank. Yes, address that shit. Don't wait on it. No, that's my other piece of advice for the world today. So, I think an interesting topic that we could talk about would be red flags. Do you have any specific red flags that you could that like turn you off right away or um no everything turns me off I'm not looking for anyone <laughs> That's fair That's fair um, I think red flags are different for everyone, but I also think that we're super prone to ignore them when uh, we're infatuated with someone, which is a, a risky road. For me, I think 
Definitely someone who does not have ambition is a red flag. Like someone who doesn't know what they want to do with their life. For me, I think that's just because I have such like a concrete idea of wanting to achieve many big things. Am I a red flag to you? (laughs) Well, we're not dating. Not yet, baby. (laughs) No, you're not a red flag to me. But I just, I mean, like dating people like that is fine. But if I'm going to get serious with someone, I I want someone who's on the same level of grind as I am. Someone who has something to provide. Because I don't want to take care of anyone else ever again. Oh, that's a big one. I also think effort, like reciprocation. If someone doesn't reciprocate the shit that reciprocate the shit that you do for them, I think that's a big red flag too. Do you? Well, I guess you would get turned off by any kind of jealousy if you're not looking for a relationship too. Yeah. See, I kind of like when I don't like like jealousy, but I like when a guy. To me, this might be a toxic way of thinking about it, but to me, it just makes me reassured that they're interested if they show some sort of jealousy, which is now that I'm saying it out loud, definitely toxic. I feel like their um, loyalty or anything shouldn't have to be proven by something like that, though. No, you're right. No, 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 absolutely not. Loyalty is proved on your actions. I also fucking hate people who, like, say one thing and do another. Mm. That. Paris Hilton taught me that, though. It got me by. Got me through a lot of things in life. To say one thing and do another? Yep. Really? Tell tell people what they want to hear and then do your own thing. Well, I mean, to an extent, I think you should be private about your certain goals and, like, what you want to achieve and your plans and shit like that. I think you should be quiet and private about certain things, but I don't think you should, like, feed bullshit to people and then be like, ha-ha, I did the opposite. But I don't know. Where did where did Paris Hilton teach you that? That's one of her quotes. She said that on, like, The Simple Life, like, all the time. The Simple Life. I haven't watched that in forever. But, yeah. Another red flag and another thing that I absolutely hate when people do is when people put their phone face down. That irks me, and I don't know why. What? Really? Yeah. It just. I always do that because I don't like to be distracted by whatever messages are coming in. I feel like I owe the respect to the person who's across from me the attention. Like, maybe not my bestie besties like you and Becky because, like, you guys have your phones out all the time, too, and we just have a very well-established relationship. But, like, if I'm visiting a friend that I haven't seen in a long time, my phone is usually face down. I would just turn my notifications off and leave my phone in my pocket like i oh, bad. that's too much work <laughs> what turning the notifications off. i mean oh, i don't bad. necessarily mean like when you're with friends and stuff like that but i mean like when you're dating someone and like if they're constantly oh. putting their phone face down it just well, that's probably a red flag right like there you go 
that I mean, I mean, it's totally fine if friends do it, but yeah, no, like I don't, I don't like sneaky shit like that. I pick up on the sneaky vibes way too easily, and then I can't get it out of my head, and I overthink. So that's another big red flag for me. Or people who don't talk about their emotions. I can't deal with another one of those. (laughs) But do you know about the love languages? I've heard of them. I heard there's five, but I believe there's a sixth. And I sixth I think the sixth is distance. Oh. You owe your partner certain space and certain distance. I actually really like that. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what? I know a boy loved me long time, PJT. Space distance is the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yo. But no, seriously, Space and Distance, I read a book and it's by Waylon Lewis. It's called Things I Want to Do With You. And it's almost like the ideas of one romantics idea of meeting someone and like, you know how twin flames, they keep reconnecting throughout life or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's all the things they want to do together. But like, they want to miss each other. Like, they want to be away from each other. Like, when they see each other again, they want to cry and hug each other. Like, they they want the turmoils and the challenges in love. They want to go dancing. Like, they want to go see a play for the first time. They want to try new things. But they want to have that fight where they, one of them moves away and, and meets so-and-so out in Indonesia and then comes back a different person and they still love each other. Like, it's it's so cute. It's like 12 chapters long or 16 chapters long. Very easy reading, kind of poetic. And it brought me to tears. Like, I love that. Aww. Dis- distance and space in there is something that stood out for me so much. Because I'm everywhere all the time. It does not change how I feel about any given person. I'm with you on that. A love language... Please understand my space and distance and time. Wow. Oh, Mage. That's beautiful. I I definitely agree with that. And I think that you really need to be able to be your own person in relationships. And people always tend to lose themselves in the other person. And that's where things get toxic. Um, I don't remember what all the love languages are. I think one of them is like um, attention, gifts, words of affection, words of affection. I think I'm definitely a words of affection type of person. And I definitely. I don't necessarily need acts of service more than like I just need reciprocation. If I'm doing it, then like do it back, whatever it is. And if you don't like that I'm doing it and you don't want to do it back, let's have that conversation. But are you ever the one not doing it back? I guess I have been in the past, but I think I learned from from being that person that I can't be that person in a relationship. I think I went from like not giving enough in a relationship in my early stages of years, like my early years of dating. Mm -hmm. And then 
the, my last few years of dating, I've like given literally everything and I need to learn how to find a happy balance. Okay. And I'm starting to go overboard. Like my cup is overflowing. So I'm just giving everything as well. Yeah. Right now I'm finding I'm letting people in too easily. Like I give people benefit of the doubt way too fast. Yes. We also talked about this a little bit earlier, but like, just be careful who you trust because unfortunately, as much as I love to see the good in everyone, not everyone (laughs) has good intentions, unfortunately. So just be careful who you trust. But Um, I brought up a poll on Instagram a little bit ago about stalkers. Ooh, and the response. Have you, but I want to ask you before we get into the response, if you've ever experienced anything like that. Uh, stalkerish behaviors. Yes. Stalkerism is the reason I do not have Snapchat. This location feature is how someone tracked me once and I felt very uncomfortable after that. I've also been stalked in a foreign country. I've been stalked in Nicaragua a couple occasions by the same person. Really? They showed up at my friend's place even looking for me and my friend's like, who is this guy? And what are you doing? What's he doing here looking for you? Do you know him? It's like, no, I don't know him. I don't even know how he knows me. Oh my god. Creepy as fuck. I don't have any stories that are worth mentioning, but I had a friend reach out to me and share her story with me. And it actually like gave me chills and I really want to share it. So I'm gonna do that. Hold on, I need to find this here. I literally was like, it's a little bit long, so please bear with me. So when she was 12, she was in, cl- she was in class one day and received an email, and it was just a picture of a penis. She thought nothing of it. She had a lot of guy friends. I'm actually going to read it from her perspective, sorry. I had a lot of guy friends in grade school, so I thought, I kind of thought it was just them making a joke, but then emails kept coming, just chit-chatting. And being 12, I responded to a few of them. But after I stopped responding, they became more frequent and got a lot worse. In the emails, there were pictures of my brother and I walking home from school, pictures of me on the playgrounds at my middle school, pictures of inside my bedroom taken from outside my bedroom window. The emails became threatening, said if I were to tell anyone about it, he was going to kidnap me and rape me. This is, this is when he sent me the photo of my bedroom from outside my window. That's so creepy. Yeah. My friend Alyssa actually saw this email in the computer class and told my teacher. We went through the guidance counselor and the police. It went on for months and months. One day, my best friend at the time had called me and asked me to go camping with her, her father, and her stepmom. I agreed because I hadn't seen her in so long. I ended up moving the year prior to this happening. So her father came to pick me up, and I was noticing a lot of strange things. His penis was out when I was swimming. And he was sitting on the beach and I could have sworn I saw him masturbate while I was playing with his daughter and I spent three days with him. After that weekend, a police officer had come to my door to tell me my, to tell me and my family they had caught the man who had been threatening me and sending me those emails. It was my best friend's father, the man I had just spent the entire weekend camping with. Yikes. He was sentenced to five years in jail and then released in the, 
in seven months and was act and was allowed moving and living in the house directly across from my high school. I had to see that man every day for four years. What the fuck? Yeah. I like, wow. But also going back to my poll, I might as well share the results of that while we're at it. Well, we, we. 50, 57% of people answered yes and 43% of people answered no. And I want to say that I noticed there were a lot more men that answered yes than there were women. Yeah, because bitches are crazy. <laughs> Bitches are fucking psycho. You tell them any name and they got a bunch of dirt on them in 10 minutes. And it's like, you always like, here's another stigma. It's like, people always think of that stuff. And it's like, oh, like women need to be safe. Women need to be safe. But like, people also need to be protected from women as well. Partiality of it, you know? (laughs) My goodness. But But that was shocking to me. I've never been stalked by a lady. I've been accused of stalking a lady, but no. No. Um, no, I've, I would ever say that I had like a full on serious stalker, but I've definitely had like a few weird situations, but not anything like that. So. It's uncomfortable because they know everything about you like all the time. Yeah. I and they drop. Subtle hints, subtle hints to let you know that they know things. Ugh. Why? Why do people like? I don't know. I just I don't understand that. Them and people that just purposely irk you, like purposely push your buttons, like ask you the triggering questions. Is the stalker type people and the people that just know how to trigger you and do it on purpose? They call themselves your friends, though. Yeah, I guess you got to trust your gut. Trust your gut when you're in a rut. You know, what's hard, though, is like trusting your gut when you're like a naturally anxious person. I genuinely am so anxious. And I've never been overly anxious, but I'm certainly developing cases of OCD, which is strange. I was able to break out of that. I started noticing things probably about six months ago and I actually was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and OCD. And my doctor wanted me to start taking some medication, but I was, I, I didn't. Uh, not that I have anything against anyone who takes medication. I think that it, whatever works for you is great. Just personally for me, I didn't want to numb myself that also sounds bad to the people who are taking medication because like, you're not trying to, I just, it wasn't, I it wasn't that bad. I knew I could handle it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a severe case of anxiety and a severe case of OCD. Or you something. can over without outdoor influence. I knew that. And I knew that I was like in a place in my life where like my life was shook enough. Like this wasn't coming out of nowhere. Like there's a lot of shit coming up. And like, I had just moved to a brand new place where I knew no one and I knew nothing my whole life fell apart as soon as I got here. 
and like yeah of course I have anxiety and depression and like of course I have these tendencies natural human emotions to experience during something like this yeah and I, and I understood that so I was like you know what like I'm just gonna take everything that I'm feeling for what it is and I'm just gonna befriend it like let's be friends let's I'm just yeah. gonna accept it and I sat with myself and my emotions for oh god months a couple months I just there was like a good month and a half where like I didn't leave my apartment and I just sat in the same room and listened to music. It was literally just music. I wouldn't turn on the TV. I would just lay there and listen to music and I could not do anything. But I knew I had to, I knew I had, I knew that the sooner I felt that shit, the sooner I'd be able to get over it. Cause like my old self would be like, oh, I don't like the way I'm feeling. So I'm going to go get really drunk. But this time I was like, yo, I feel like I actually grew a lot and learned a lot about myself and learned to be comfortable in my own skin without needing to rely on anyone. I don't know what we're going on about. I'm so high. I'm like looking at you like, I fucking love you, Kimberly. I love you too. Well, once again, this concludes this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram at Bongs and Brunch Podcast. And also you can like and subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. Have a lovely week and we will see you all next Thursday.